0: Information is the most powerful thing you will ever get. Uh, I I think that we all have greatness in us. And I think that most people don't know how to be an advocate for their life.
1: You're listening to the Almond Gunner Experience Podcast, powered by Astoria.
0: Now here's your host, Greg Dorsey. All right, here we go. We're back at it, man. We're back at it for another podcast. Life is good. Um... Lots to talk about, lots to catch up on, and uh, just trying to inform people, baby. Just information, trying to put it out there.
1: Information. It's important. Well, I think it's the most
0: important thing that we can do is make sure that we're getting the right information um, so we can make better decisions. You know, you can't really make – you can make decisions, but if you have the wrong information, um, they can end up putting you in some pretty tough spots, so – you know, our show is all about how do we uh, make sure we're giving out the right information, the best information to help people chase their dreams and, and, and make the right decisions and cut into their learning curves. And uh, to me, that's what it's all about. And it's
1: amazing um, how just a small decision can have a huge ripple effect. Um, and you just don't know the impact or the consequence of your decision sometimes.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, is every decision, you know, there there is a ripple. You know, it just depends on how big or how small that ripple will be, right? Um, we, we're going to discuss my very first book that I ever wrote. And the title is Focus on the Final Seconds and Win the Game of Life. And a lot of people, when that book first came out, because I'm a track athlete, most people would naturally assume that the whole focus on the final seconds thing, that this book was, you know, about running. And uh, it's not about running at all it's really about decision making it's about everything you know before you make that final decision you know before you decide to go left or right you have a you have a final second that you can change your mind you know and that's what this book's really about is like any decision that you make it, it, is this the one you really want to make because you have a split second to to either go with it or not go with it
1: That's interesting because I thought when I first saw the title that it was
0: about the final seconds of your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's about the final seconds of decision-making because that's how the game's won, right? If you want to win the game of life, it's about information and decision-making. So when I wrote that book, it was about, look, if you want to live a great life, then you need to not focus on the big things. You need to focus on the final seconds of all the little things that you're deciding to do, because that's where the ripple effect can either make you or break you, right? Because there are some decisions that we make and we think, oh, it's not really a big decision. And then you you get into it and you found out, wow, it impacted a lot of people. So uh, again, that's the whole premise of the book. And inside the book, there's this formula um, that I came up with that I think that if you can follow it, if you can use it as a template to be able to make your decisions, which is desire, dedication, and determination, but that's mentally and physically. Like you have to have those three things working mentally, but you also have to have those three things working physically. If you do that, you probably can maximize your potential. So if you want to be an MVP, which I call maximum velocity performance, right? Because again, being an athlete, you're always trying to perform at your best. And I think to be a person, you should always be trying to live at your best. So that's where the MVP of the formula come from. But it it all stems from, decision-making and, and how do we focus on those final seconds to decide if this is the right way for me to go or not
1: i have had a chance to read uh your teamwork book uh focus to win i'm now chomping at the bit to read focus on the final seconds because um to me you know whether or not it was intended to be about the last moments of, of your life mm-hmm. or, or the most pivotal moments right. in your life, those small decisions leading to you know an impact on the bigger decisions, that there's a lot I, I can tell. There's a lot of secret sauce in there, and you've already broken down the formula. So like I, my goal now is to master that right there.
0: Well, it, it's not only the formula. I think the the exciting part for me about that book was I actually wrote it in thirty days. Um, the other exciting part about that book was there's a lot of one-liners for my grandfather. Like there's a lot of his wisdom, a lot of the things that he said to me um, that, you know, when you're young, you don't quite know exactly what he's talking about. But, it, you know, his one of his <laughs> great lines was, just keep living. <laughs> and as you keep living, you start to see how these one-line things really make a huge difference in how you make your decisions. And how those decisions will impact you, impact your family, impact the people you love, impact you know your friends, and and so so again when I think back to that was my first book and and, and writing that first book, it was like wow there there was a lot in there and uh, but all all based on how, how do we make decisions how are we making decisions to be the MVP of our own lives Wow, uh, your
1: granddaddy sounds a little bit like Dr. Miles Monroe you know he's gonna look at you and say. You'll get it when I'm
0: gone. Yeah, well, you know that was my g right? Like he he would throw things out, and 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 so his thing was, hey, just keep living. Like you know, he wasn't really concerned that at that mm. moment you didn't really know what he was talking about. Um, his his thing was, you know, you, you'll you'll get this. You know, keep living, keep being open, right, to the possibilities and taking in information. And if you do that, this conversation will come back. It'll it'll come back to you, and you'll know exactly what to do. And uh, so it's amazing. The older I get the smarter he is like he I always thought he was this incredible smart man to begin with but now i just see wow like he he had a lot of stuff in there a lot of stuff in there you know he he overcame a lot uh but he never forgot those life lessons and and then he's doing what we're doing right now he passed that information on i mean he 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 wanted to make sure that that i never could say you know i didn't know no one told me so i mean he made sure that he told me as much as he possibly could
1: Last month we did, around Christmas time, we did a show and we talked a lot about love and valuing other people. And and it sounds like, or better yet, let me ask you, did he did he answer that question of, does everybody that I know or does everybody that I say I love
0: know that I love them for you? Did, did, oh, did you experience n- be, that? Be, beyond a shadow of a doubt. It's actually so funny because... In the book, uh, Focus on the Final Second, there is the very last um, segment of the book I, is, is something called the rest of the story. And the rest of the story is actually is about four or five pages written about my grandparents. You know, at the time they had been married, you know, 50 plus years, nine kids. And it, it actually talks about their life and, and, and talks about, you know, raising these nine kids in the South and all of that stuff. But I end the book by saying my grandfather died a rich man, not with money, but with love. Like, that's what he had. That's what he had more than anything is that he had love. He gave love. I mean, people people knew it. And, and you knew. You knew how he felt about you. Because, again, he loves you enough for you not to like him. And I think that's a real key. Like, if you are a parent, think about it the one thing you, you want your kids to do is is love you. You you want them to know how much you love them. And so I think sometimes as parents, you're afraid to discipline or do some things that you, you really should do because you don't want your kid not to like you. And uh, my, grandpa, my grandfather and, and, and my mother especially was like, they're like, look, we love you enough for you not to like us. Like it's okay, because sooner or later you'll grow up and then you'll realize what we were doing, right? So um, so I think that's the real key. I mean, he he, he kind of told it like it was, but you knew which side he was on. I mean, you didn't have to guess whether he loved you or not, which is what I love most.
1: Ridiculous foundation right there.
0: Well, you know, we like to say, you know, in our family, we, we try to drive the foundation down to the bedrock. <laughs> you know, because if we build something, we want it to last. So uh, my foundation is is just rock solid. And I know that that's why whatever adversities come my way, I'm okay. I'm okay, you know, because I'll, I'll just, as my grandfather would say, you just got to keep whacking at it. I'll just keep whacking at it till it till it uh, works out.
1: It's the Almond Gunner experience, all right? We're uh, just a few minutes into the show. Uh, today we're talking about focus on the final seconds. Um, and this, this week um, – we we lost a, a special individual yes um, somebody that had a, a tremendous impact not just uh, within the sporting world but in culture and I don't care philosophy in, in work ethic in the business world and and um, when uh, we lost Kobe uh, this this past week a lot what I noticed was a, a lot of kind of a groundswell of emotion. When I first learned about it, I was coming off the elevator at Memorial Hospital to go visit my grandmother, who is um, is in her final seconds. Um, I get off the elevator, and I look up, and it's right there on the TV in a waiting room, and there's three people. One of them's in tears. The other two are in shock, and um, and it, it I, I didn't really believe it when I first read it. It just didn't right, seem real, right, 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 at all. I thought I was right. watching, you know, like a well. Number one, he's so young, right? so, so young, right? So young, so um, young. And then you go on to learn that uh, not not only was it just uh, Kobe, but it's his 13 year old daughter and seven other people. Um, and and so your heart goes out to them. Uh, but it, I, I think, what happens for all of us is we start to internalize it and we start to look in the mirror and we start to think about the people we love and. And
0: uh, what hit you when you first saw that? Well, the the thing for me is, you know, the very first thing I I thought about was how I always say that every day is game day. And that's one of the reasons that I worked so hard to live my life that way, that every day is game day, just because you just never know, right? Uh, The second thing that hit me was that the real tragedy was he was going to do so much more on the other side of basketball than he ever did for basketball. I mean, he was already doing those things. He was already fighting for equality for women. Um, He loved being the father of a girl, which, of course, for me, I can totally get because I have a daughter that you know how I am about my daughter. So that was the real tragedy for me was that, that here was a person who was totally going to transcend everything that he did in basketball if, if given enough time. The other part was, you know, having having a beautiful daughter and and what his wife was going to now have to endure. Um, so, again, as I try to unpack things, you know, I unpack it as, you, you know, yes, people are going to miss him, and it was tragic. Of course, he was young. But what I hope it does is really open people's hearts and minds up, right? Like really— again I, I go back to our show and, and I think our show is always about how do we uplift people how do we help people to be positive and and know that they can achieve their dreams whatever those are but more importantly how they can maximize their potential so for me th- this is another indication of where I think the world is kind of in shock and but life happens right? so we lose Kobe but if you look outside life still goes on so my hope is that people would go okay so what can i do to impact this world so cuz Kobe impacted the world right that's why we love him so much that's why i think everybody's in shock so what are you doing in your life to 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 drive that kind of impact so that's what i hope i hope people open their minds and hearts and, and say you know what i can do that Like I I can be so lovable. I can give so much. I can create such goodness that people feel that, right? But they don't need to feel it when you're gone. They need to feel it when you're here. They need to feel that type of love, that kind of power when you're here and then be able to verbalize and communicate it. Again, I think we wait and it happens and now we want to talk about it. You know me, man. My thing is, why can't we talk about that stuff now? Why can't we give that love now? Why can't, there's enough for everybody. There's enough for everybody. So why can't we we share information? Why can't we uplift? Uh, Why can't we help people make better decisions, especially if we have that type of information that we know can help people? Um, I just think it's unfortunate that we always have to go through some type of tragedy to make us even stop to begin to think that, you know, we can do better.
1: I'm going to jump back into the the formula you shared with us before. And and uh, Kobe definitely sounds definitely an MVP, mm-hmm. right? No in, doubt about in multiple it. Multiple senses of the word. Um, and in fact, uh, last night uh, watching some college basketball, Dick Vitale did an amazing job of kind of, Summarizing what you said is he was just getting started. That's right. that's the tragedy. Yes. Is yes. It, is that it, is it we're actually going to miss the impact? So so if if he were to come back, right, mm-hmm. or, or just mm-hmm. you know drop a line to everybody, I kind of feel like what you're saying and, and and the opportunity for all of us to just look at him and say, this is how 24 lived. This is how you know Mamba impacted in that time that he had. Right. And now it's on us. Right. right. That whenever we have that experience of losing somebody, lost my mom this year. It, 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 the the first thought I had was okay now it's on me and you talk about that a lot dear mom and, and
0: I I do because I, I think I think you know again we we talk about progress and how do we make progress and how do we move things along I think that you have to build on the love and and the work ethics of people before you I mean if you're doing that then you're making progress but but if you're taking what someone else created and you're just holding it there. You know, like you're reminiscent on that, but you're not pushing the narrative and and pushing that love forward. Then, you know, it's I mean, very little progress is going to be made. You know, you you know me. We we talked about the King holiday and everybody, you know, have so much love. And they they talk about Dr. King and the things that Dr. King stood for. And and I, I always go. But but what have we done? I mean, seriously. I mean, what, what what have we done in those 52 years since he's since he been here? We're, we're still having those same conversations that he was fighting for, right? We're still dancing around those issues. And my thing is, well, that's not real progress. It's not real progress at all. I mean, because real progress, we'd, we'd be way ahead of that, man. We're talking five decades, five decades. And so for me, it, it, it's all about, you know, what's your desire? Are you determined? You know, uh, are you dedicated to really being love? Being love, sharing love. I mean, you either are or you aren't. I mean, that's that's kind of what it is. So, again, if you every, every story that you heard about Kobe, right, they talked about his desire to be a, the best basketball player, right, and how he dedicated his whole life to it and how he was determined uh, to make some things happen that's why he's an MVP he did it mentally and he did it physically every story you heard uses those three things and talks about how in the end that's why we so love him right so I go back to I think we all have that inside of us we all can do that we all can be an MVP in our own right
1: well I'm so we'll give a shout out to your girl down in Tampa yeah yeah Rhonda Clemens.
0: Ron Clemens, Rhonda thank Clemens.
1: you. And, uh, and and she came up with this, so we're, we're going to throw it out there. So we got some almanisms, all right? <laughs> so we're going to play a little almanisms, a little word association, or actually just just define these, these words for me. So we got desire, dedication, and determination. How do you define each one of those words?
0: Well, for me, you know, desire, it starts in the heart. You know, is your heart in it or not? Is it in your heart or not? If it's not in your heart, baby, I mean, come on, quit playing. It's not going to happen. How do you know? The way you know is if it's the first thing you think about when you wake up and it's the last thing you think about when you go to bed, you probably got some fire in there, baby. That's what desire is. That's the heat. That's the passion. That's the thing that makes you dream big. I, I call it extreme dreaming. Do you have extreme dreaming or are you just dreaming about little things? So that's where when I think about desire, I'm like, I think of heat. I think about heat. How hot is this thing for you? Goes back to this revolution. This revolution is real. And it's real because I'm passionate about it. And if it takes every ounce of what I got inside of me to keep giving information and, and doing these shows and speaking, that's what I'm going to do. Because it's real. I know that we can bring about real change. Dedication. Ah. So, dedication, I always say that's in the body, baby. That's in the body. How, how much are you willing to, how many punches can you take? See, when you're dedicated, you're going to take punches. Not, not, No, these are going to be punches, not jabs. These are punches, hard hitting, that drop you. How many can you take and still get up? See, if you're dedicated, that means it's in the body. That means every day, man, I'm going to put my body on the line. I'm going to go for it because I'm dedicated to this cause. This thing that, that, that brings me such joy, this thing that, that's hot for me, it's hot enough for me to really fight for it every day, and I'll, I'll sacrifice my body. I mean, you know, you're a football player. I always tell people, you're going to play football. If you can't sacrifice your body, you're not going to be a good you know, football player. It's not going to happen. That's the thing about sports. The sports is you're sacrificing way more than than anybody know. You're sacrificing your mind, your body. I mean, there's a lot of things. So when I think of dedication, are, are, are you going to sacrifice your body? Are you really going to put it on the line? Or are you going to take a playoff?
1: Whew. All right. I, I hate to do it, but let's just go ahead and get that third one over with. All right, Coach. <laughs> determination.
0: Well, you know, determination to me is in the mind. You know, you, you are only as good as you think you are, right? So if you're a determined person, that's a mental thing. That's a mentality, and not everyone has that. You know, it's uh, I heard a famous boxer say, you know, uh, Ali said one time, everybody has a plan to they get in the ring and they get hit. You know what I mean? You know, you always, you know, my mother, you say, everybody always say what they'll do about a situation until they get in the situation. So for me, that, that's a, man, that's a mind thing. I mean, do, do, do you have the mental capacity to stay stable, emotionally stable, when all, everything around you is telling you, you can't do this? When everything is telling you, man, this is all wrong. This ain't going to happen. Can you stay that determined? Again, when you look at the, the, the people we idolize, the people that we love so much, think about those three things. Think about it. Man, body, mind, spirit, they bring it all. And they bring it every day. So they're always reaching their maximum velocity potential, man. I mean, Kobe, you, you knew. You knew when you played and what was getting ready to go down. Nobody had to tell you. You knew you watched the film? You you heard the interviews? You knew what was going through his mind? You knew he was prepared? So it's 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 going to be a game. And I think that's what that's how you should approach life, man. You should wake up every day going, "Okay, bring you know life, bring what you can cuz I'm ready."
1: And it's said that he played, and, and, you know, he said this, that he played like he was the 12th man all the time. That was always his thing, right? And that he gave the same effort uh, in practice and game. So what I see is that he, it was never about basketball for him.
0: No. No, I think mean, it was about him being the best version of himself. You know, people used to ask me about track and field and, and – uh and how I felt about it, and 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 it's funny. I used to, I I never like ran track and field to to win gold medals, and I I ran track and field to be the best version of me, to know you know because see the oval doesn't lie. See in track and field, if you're a two hundred meter runner, you can't run one ninety nine. You got to run two hundred. And the only thing that that changes from day to day is how fast or how slow you run the race. So for me, it was all about. What am I willing to give up every day? I mean, am I really to, you know, put myself on the line and push and and I'm out there in the sun and, and it's hot and it's raining and all these things are going on. So to me, track and field is more about, you're either going to be the best version of yourself or you're not. And then all of that stuff is transferable. And again, that's the sad part, the tragic part about Kobe is like all of the things that we saw on the court, oh, they were being transferred into business. They were being transferred as a father. They were being transferred into so many other things that I'm telling you, we were going to look back years from now at his basketball and go, well, that's really nothing compared to what he's doing. It's like Magic Johnson, he's a great basketball player, but what Magic has done from a business perspective and giving back, way more.
1: So, so I'm going to drive the, to the bedrock here a little bit, Okay. Uh, because you always say you know words are important. You got to go behind the words, right? So it's all about progress. How do you define progress? What does progress look like? Because I, because one person might identify progress mm-hmm. one way, and then you got another person, and they and they're in conflict, right? And they're both making decisions, and they're both creating ripple effects. Right.
0: So to me, this is how I define progress. Progress to me is when any individual can walk into any room, anywhere, any place anytime and feel like they belong that's progress
1: so it's about humanity
0: it's about humanity dude when I can walk into a room anywhere anytime any place, and feel like I am just as important as any other human being that's standing there that I don't have to water myself down that I don't have to feel that I'm less than that's progress but that's an inside job It is an inside job, and that's why it starts with each of us. That's why you have to decide how good you want to be. That's why you got to know your value. If you know your value, you won't lose your voice. If you know your value, people can't make you feel less than. If you know your value, you know your truth.
1: So we're going to let that simmer for just a minute. We'll come back to it, all right, because... (laughs) (laughs) Because this is this is hot and uh, and I know it's what you wake up to, it's what you go to bed to. So I so I wanna I wanna shift gears here because uh big weekend coming up. Oh yeah. We got oh, yeah. the uh the old the old
0: Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Right? Fifty four right? Sunday. Yeah, is it fifty four? Super Bowl fifty four? So. Yeah, I think it's I think it's number five four down in Miami, which yeah. which So at
1: what point did it change times, right? Because now it's it's at 6.30, which I yeah. love. But, yeah. I mean, they used to have it so late, and now it's early, and I'm actually going to be West Coast. So
0: I'm going to be watching the Super Bowl uh, yeah, at 330. 3.30. Right, right, right. Well, you know, I don't know why they changed the time, but I think it's a much better time. First of all, when you start to get older, and I am getting older, man, you can't be starting a sporting event at, 8 p.m. I mean that's not going to work out for the G man. So uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad they're starting at 6:30. I think it's going to be a, a really good game. I mean it's it's uh, has a lot of great elements. I love that you know Patrick Mahomes, the youngest guy to ever started quarterback. You know 24 who just if you listen to his interview, he just doesn't sound 24. I mean he sounds like he's ready for this big dance. I mean you know you got Garoppolo on the other side and and you know coming from New England and, and now. Feeling like he has his own team to drive, so it, it, I think it'll be an interesting game.
1: You know, uh, going back to that starting time, though, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, you've got um, a younger generation that that the NFL was losing. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. The, oh that, yeah, yeah, You know, NFL's on, on right? You know, oh, Not for long, right? Yeah, <laughs> so not kind for of long. Struggling a little yeah, bit, yeah. And so they, they, you know, and they were going for adult programming, not you know mm-hmm. <laughs> to the extreme, right. to the extent that uh, <laughs> right. you might find at that time of night, but. You definitely had a much much more mature audience, and I think that they're. I I think strategically they're they're re they're trying to keep this thing going a little bit longer. Um, but you know, to be honest, I don't know a whole lot about the teams. But what are you expecting? Um, obviously, some like you said, hot quarterbacks, a lot of a lot of good defense. A lot well, of intense well I, offense.
0: I I think there's going to be some scoring for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I really like Patrick Mahomes just for a lot of reasons, and the biggest reason is there there's no off switch for him. You know, you gotta understand they were down twenty four nothing in a game. And Pat's like, eh, no big deal. So what does he do? He just he just comes back with fifty one unanswered points, right? Then he he goes into the championship game and you know, he's down by, you know, you know, ten nothing. He's like, Yeah, all right, well, been here before and he finds a way. So there's something about for me personally, there's just something about um, student athletes who have ice water that's running in their veins that I really like. And, and Patrick Mahomes, you know, he actually, you know, I have this argument that I have with people all the time when people are always telling me, uh, especially in the corporate world, they want people that have uh, experience. And I go, man, you always take the talent. Take the talent. If you take the talent, you, you, you can do what you need to do. And so he, he, he's actually winning my argument right now because he's a talented kid and you, you just never know what's going to happen.
1: I like it, Coach. And, uh, and and I'm starting to build a reputation for these things. We call them dad jokes, all right? Yeah. But, but so, you know, when you got three daughters, like, from that oh, yeah. point on, oh, yeah. you, like yeah. you just, yeah. you're just you all cheese, right? right. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt about it, man. <laughs> no it's matter hard. what you say. Yeah, it's hard, to, walk win. It's and hard be cool to win and in that house.
0: Nah, you're not cool in a <laughs> house full of girls. That's not going to happen.
1: So you can't have Super Bowl without Super Freaks, right? That's right.
0: All right. So That's who's, right. Our,
1: who's our Super Freak of the Week?
0: Well, you know, Super Freak of the Week – This week, the house right. is over this 89. looking at me, shaking his head like, oh, come 89. on. This, this, this is bad. Is, you, you know what? This, this is bad. This is like working with him sometimes is like when you're eating a box of Cracker Jacks. You just <laughs> never know what the prize is going to be. Like sometimes it's that right. little tattoo That's book. That's right. Sometimes it's a ring. But you, you just get I mean, sometimes you get it like when you first start eating the Cracker Jacks and you're like, yeah. But then sometimes right. you got to go all the way to the bottom. It's Doesn't like, matter. Oh, no matter what, you're, you want it. you're going so after you like, oh, you're going after. Yeah, boy, here, here, here we go. <laughs> but, uh, but I do. I gots to have it. But, you know, but I do love the Super Freak of the Week. I mean, again, I, I think it's a, it's a great segment to be able to highlight some people that are doing wonderful things, not just being student athletes, but they're being great students, great humanitarians. So this week, Super Freak of the Week, Avery Patterson. Now, Avery Patterson is a soccer player. Um, she is actually um, a senior and she's going to be playing soccer at the University of North Carolina, which, you know, is a storied soccer program. I mean, they know soccer well. Um, so I'm really excited about Avery. And, and, and one of the reasons is Avery has been, you know, her road has been hard. Like, she's been injured. And then, you know, she has to rehab and she has to come back. She doesn't give up. She doesn't quit. And all of those things to me are just transferable behaviors that, you know, you take into the classroom. She's a great student. And she's going to do well. But more importantly, she's just a good person you know she's really a good person and and I love that about her I love her work ethic and, and and what she brings so it's just it's it's wonderful for me to be able to work with these types of student athletes um but when you see them blossom when you see them you know I've had Avery God, I guess since she was about 11 maybe but when you see them go from you know being being a little kid to now like being a young adult and starting to realize their dreams like like she's right there knocking on the door she's going to be able to wear that sky blue and white um so i'm excited for and uh and i think she'll be she'll be excited to be super freak of the week but she deserves it all right ap that's her all day avery patterson putting it down she's a smaller version of a big a but but you know but not too much because you know she's uh, she's an exceptional athlete.
1: Well, she definitely uh, she sounds like a super freak. I mean, at first I thought you just picked her because her name started with an A. Well,
0: that's a important too. That's right. That's important too. You know, you got that <laughs> A name. It's all good.
1: <laughs> but there, but there's no doubt she's playing at another level and represents the super freak. So congrats to Avery Patterson, and that will bring us to the challenge.
0: Wow. Yeah, we got a, we got another challenge that we're putting down this week. So eighty nine. <laughs> I actually thought of you on this challenge. Oh, hold on, hold
1: on. Let me let me let me turn the mic over to Adrian. Yeah.
0: I thought it you know, on this week's challenge I, I, I thought of eighty nine, uh, because you know, I came in um earlier in the week talking about, you know, my little fitness plan. <laughs> you know. So I said, Hey, eighty nine, here's what I think we're gonna do And he didn't he didn't look at me with the same type of enthusiasm that he normally looks at me with. So I thought if we made it a challenge to everybody, 89, right, then it doesn't feel so bad because now you have a bunch of people taking this challenge with you. So this week's challenge is for the next seven days, I want you every 55 minutes, there's 60 minutes in an hour, so when the clock hits the 55, those next five minutes, I want you to get up, you can do push-ups, You can do pop-up squats, you can do tricep dips, you can march in place. But I want you to do that for at least six hours out of the day. So again, we're talking about what? 30, 30 minutes, 30 minutes of your life, 35 minutes of your life to move. And you won't even sweat doing it. That's the other part. You don't even sweat. So I think that if we can get into that rhythm for the next seven days of just being able to get up and move, especially if you you work in a place where, you know, you're sitting down at the computer all day. I think it's important every 55 minutes you're going to get up and we're going to do some lean-in push-ups, do something. We're going to move, get the blood boiling and stuff because we got stuff to do. This revolution can't run by itself. I mean, so, you know, we need to have energy to be able to do it. And 89 looks like he's fired up about it. I know we can count on him this week.
1: So, you know, he makes it sound easy. But there's
0: a reason it's called a challenge. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, well, you know it's one of those things that we that we say, you know, with my athletes all the time, I go, how hard can it be? It's just a ruler and a home, you know, it's a Home Depot yardstick and a couple of cones. How hard can this thing be? So so we're gonna see, but that's our challenge and I'm looking forward to it. <laughs>
1: little Sammy Hager here, little this,
0: I this can't guy. Drive, this, can't drive. <laughs> That's what this is all about right here, man. <laughs> only on the Almond Gunner experience, right? <laughs> that you guys get that to close it out with. <laughs> all right, so this is, and I'm, I'm
1: going to coin this term right now. All right, on live on the air, I'm going to coin this because, because it's really about sharing information and, uh, and empowering other people. So from this point on, our audience members are going to be known as the revolutionaries.
0: I love that. I love that because this revolution is real, baby. And there's no such thing as a peaceful revolution. So we're glad to have you along for the ride. Let's go. So the revolutionaries, for everybody
1: out there, big challenge. Get that 55 rolling. And then also make sure you get out there and, and, uh, and pick up. Focus on the final seconds.
0: How can they get that coach? Yeah, you can just go online, go to com. click on books. You'll see uh, all of my books there, Focus on the Final Seconds, Win the Game of Life, uh, Focus to Win, and The Essence of Teamwork. And now we, uh, we have our latest book, you know, Lead With Your Life. It's, it's almost on shelves, so we're pretty excited about that. You know, we're going to just keep churning out information and, and making some stuff happen.
1: It's good stuff. All right. Well, appreciate everybody. Great show. And we'll be back. Actually, 89 is going to be uh, hosting, hosting the show, the next, show next week. week so yeah. that's a show you do not want to miss. Make sure you tuned in and dialed in, and
0: it's going to be hot. I know that. It's going to be nice to have him on the other side, you know, on the mic. It's going to be nice. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have a lot of fun, 89. Don't worry about it. Hey, you guys keep uh, checking us out. Uh, we really appreciate you uh, um, tuning in. And, uh and going on this journey with us, right? So, hey, listen, every day is game day. We'll catch you next week.